This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men. And you're listening <laughs> to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special episode of the BCP. I'm excited for this one. Coming off of his debut as Ranger Shane at Bows Pals Go to War this past Saturday, we are in for the white glove treatment here, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the show our good friend, Mr. Shane Fair. What's up, bro? How are well, you, Well, thank man? you very much. Thank you for having me, man. I'm very pumped to be here, man. It's an honor, man. You know, Shane, like, we met you a few times, crossed paths a couple times at some of these indie shows, and right off the bat, man, you made just, like, such a great impression with us. Oh, uh, very professional. You respect the business. And obviously, you made, made an impact on us uh, right out the gate because you're not just any ring announcer. You bring a lot of personality. You bring a lot of professionalism. Tell us a little bit uh, about your philosophy being a ring announcer. Uh, definitely. It's um, it's all respect-based. It's like I want to present the, you know, the athletes as best I can with as much like respect as I can. And, uh, you know, the white gloves kind of like play into that, you know, because it's like my... Uh, I guess, like, the point of reference would be anytime you see somebody handling, like, an artifact or something of importance, you know, they'll always have the white gloves on. So, it's like okay. the, the athletes I'm in the ring with, you know, have that importance to me. So, I want to dignify them with, you know, a little panache, a little, like, you know, white glove. Uh, you know, this okay. way it's like, uh, you know, what's at the end of my fingertips is the most important thing to me at that, you know, moment. So, the glove kind of accentuates that and, like, you know, brings that home, I guess. So. It, it- it's awesome, man, and I'm a fan. I'm so glad, like, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to David Adams, uh, Ryan Peterson before the show awesome. because there were a lot of firsts for, uh, yeah, round of applause, our, our pals, the all-stars right there. All uh, those guys. And ring announcing. And, uh, like, there were a lot of firsts for us on Saturday. A uh, lot of firsts. Nunes and I were just, like, kind of going over over everything over the week, and, you know, yeah. usually we just have a journalistic perspective. And, you know, this in this way, we're, we're opening the show. We're the pre-show. So I'm asking everybody advice, uh, and I come up to you, man. And uh, I very much appreciate this. I'm like, you know, like, how should we go about this? Like this, we want to stay in our lane. We want to be respectful. Right, right. And you just go, you go, guys, you're great. You know, everyone likes you and respects you. Go out there and Absolutely. do what you do. And I went out there. I introduced my guys. We gave out some prizes. And, and I think it went well, man. So I very much appreciate that, man. Uh, oh, you guys killed your- it. No, well, Thank I wouldn't you, go that far, but. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> but what was your first time like out there ring announcing, man? Oh, uh, you know, it comes that, you know, it comes that moment, like I'm sure you found where it's like that, you know, it's two minutes to go, one minute to go. There's no going back, you know, and there's like yeah. comfort in that in a way, because it's like, uh, you know, like the best in, in analogy I can give is like, you ever go, uh, if you ever done like bungee jumping or anything like that, there's always that three, two, one countdown where it's like, uh, it kind of soothes you in a way instead of building up the pressure. It's like, all right, you know, this is what has to happen at the end of this countdown. And it's the same like for wrestling. It's like when you're behind in gorilla position and that countdown is fine, you know, there's nowhere to hide. It's like, you have to do it. You know, there's nobody to hand the mic off to, you know, you, you have to go out there at that point. So like that, that's almost comforting in a way, like that kind of, uh, that solidification where, you know, that this is it, you know, I'm going to be the one to go out there. And if sometimes, you know, it's th- there's some nights you go out there and it's like the crowd doesn't respond. Everybody's sitting yeah. down and it's like, that hurts right out the gate, man. You know, that's like, really? We're doing this? All right. But uh, I was telling I was telling Rob, I was nervous all week. And then the minute we get behind the curtain and you're announcing us and then we go through, 
all literally all the nerves went away. It's like the red light went on, awesome. all the nerves went away. And it was it was strange because I thought I'd be a lot more nervous being out there, but getting in the ring and, and seeing everybody and you know, air fists bumping the fans, yeah, yeah. all the nerves went away. It was really it was it was strange. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's a good that's that's good instincts right off the bat. So that 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 just lets you know that you're made to do this, you know, basically. So yeah. that's a good thing, man. Well, We'll find out, but I'll never forget that advice you gave me. Yeah, I'll think about that every time. When I got between those ropes, I'm like, you know, what do I do? What do I say? And, you know, obviously I had stuff prepared. And, um, you know, I want to talk to you about your preparation, actually, because we were going over stuff. Now, obviously, we were involved in an award segment uh, with uh, Vinny Chenzo, good good friend, good dude. And, you know, we're we're having conversations. They're like, you know, we're talking all week. What do we do? Uh, So we go up to Vinny, like, hey, we want to be respectful. (laughs) We want to... uh, you know, we want to do everything right. Like, do you have any tips? And he goes, like, let's just go out there and have fun. And we're That's just all like, said. we're just like, <laughs> like yeah. I overprepare. Like, yeah, because we're very, we're big prepared. But and I was and, like, oh. and this isn't a knock. It is not a knock. No, no, he no, goes no. out there. It, it was just like we rehearsed it a million times. He yeah, was brilliant awesome. on the mic. Yeah. It was fantastic. But that's not the way I work. But again, like, I didn't want to, you know, I'm following everyone's lead. It went great. I was very happy with it. Uh, and I'm very appreciative to, to Vinny. Like, he he said, let's go have fun. We went out there. We had fun. It happened. And uh, But you, I'm talking to you before the show, and you're like me. I see you with all the index cards, oh, prepping yeah, yeah. your message to me the night before. Like, that's me. Tell us a little bit about your preparation for everything. You know, it's like... Uh... The preparation is a must because I, I want to, that's like my safety net. You know, it's like, I want to have, I'd rather have more information than I'm going to need than, you know, less that I have to fish for, you know? So, um, show day gets hectic. So I want to do let, uh, that recon kind of early and get everybody's like, I'm all written up for magic this Sunday and I got all my cards ready and stuff. And then I'll even like maybe prep it like a show that's important, like Val's pals, like magic this Sunday, like, uh, I'll actually sit there and run through the card. I'll say it, you know, maybe not at full volume, but I'll at least, like, get the cadence going. And, like, you know, this way it's, yeah. like, even though I, I wrote it up, it's not a surprise to me when I read it, you know. So, like, but uh, you got it. You got it. The more legwork you do, I have my little database where it's, like, anybody I've announced, I put in my database along wow. with that, you know. Okay. So th- that show date, it allows me to, like, not have to bother people, you know. Like, and I kind of, I'll, I'll do, like, the quick run through. Uh, You know, Lexington, Kentucky, 220, you know, yep. Yep, yep. Okay, so, you know, oh, wow. I'll just check it up on that that show day in case anything changed, you know. Especially after quarantine, a lot of the weights have uh, <laughs> changed a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Hey, man, I'm just I'm just thankful we have uh, anything right now. Nunes, I know you had a question about uh, Ranger Shane. Oh, yeah. So what, um, how, what's the genesis of that character? Like, how did oh. you come up with it? Is it? Do you dress up like a ranger all the time? Like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Not at all, man. Oh, that would be there is a where the idea come from. Me, but you know, I, I could run that gimmick, I guess. But uh you know what? Um I did a little mini movie for Pro Wrestling Magic with GoPro Wrestling, and the guy Michael uh, Michael James Sesco uh contacted me and he was like, uh, I got a Ranger character for you. That's gonna like at the uh you know, spoiler alert, but uh I helped Riley Madison out in the uh, the little mini movie. So it was awesome. We spent a full day in this thing. I think it's called Adventureland in New Jersey. It's like an abandoned theme park. I don't know if you know about this place. It was like... Uh, oh, and, uh, the Jackass The jackass guys made a movie on it, right? I think it's Action Park, right? Oh, that, that's, or, Action Park is in like, Great Gorge, but this was an oh, actual, okay, like zoo-slash-theme park that like the animals yeah. kind of like ran amok and like were getting out of their pens. There's all sorts of like, crazy... Oh, herb wow. and, like, oh, it's great. But we, we filmed it there, and... Um, so Chad Minnis saw saw the uh, the, the mini movies like I love this Ranger character. He goes, "Can I book you as Ranger Shane?" So I'm like, "Yeah, of course," but 
I didn't realize that like the main event is gonna have like Ace Austin and Cage, and I'm gonna have to stand with them like a giant fucking boy scout <laughs> with like the two biggest stars on the planet, man. It's all fun when you agree like a month out, right? You know. Yeah. So now I'm standing with these two guys. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I got to be in the ring with you know. And it was my first time announcing either one of them, like so it was like, oh. all right, gotta be in boy scout mode here. But uh, it was you know, me to work, me to work. You you owned it, man. Oh. And uh, like, um, who else have you had like the pleasure of announcing, or when you do like announce like names of that caliber? Do you you know do the extra research? Like, what what does that mean to you to announce even those names? Definitely, like I'll, I'll you know do my little uh, recon on them, and then it's always intimidating. Got to go up to like a Brian Cage, Ace Austin. Is this right? Is this right? And like uh, the case of Ace Austin, uh, he wanted inevitable and not the uh, Ace of all Aces. You know, so he had me yeah, switch that okay, around. Okay. So you know, you got to. That's why, like I said, like even if you have the preparation done, it's still going to be like a couple things that have changed. You know, especially yeah, smart man. Yeah, that's that's good. Like that's me. You you and I are cut from the same cloth. I oh, think, man. Okay. Over preparation, all the all the way, man, for sure. And you want to be respectful. What is it they say when uh, like success is where preparation and luck meet, or something like? And one of those shitty posters you see at the dentist office. But like you know, it's it's (laughs) you know, it's crazy, man. But you know, talk to me a little bit more about you know the Ranger Shane character and how you turned it, you know, took him from this movie into the promo that was phenomenal. (laughs) The special effects. Um, you know the the tunes that you picked, man. That was awesome, man. Thank you for doing that. See, I was I was like, I got to make a movie for this, and I, I'm not going to name names, but a lot, that week I had seen a couple. Car, the, my one pet peeve is car promos. If you're going to sit in your car and record a promo <laughs> in portrait mode, then don't even bother, man. Don't even bother. <laughs> everybody like you don't see like on the e people like you know with their phone and like come on, just it. Yeah, it's like I don't know where. Right, so I was like, I'm gonna do this up. I'm gonna. I, I was running through the woods. I uh, with my GoPro on the uh, the selfie stick. I had my camera set. I I did. It was a whole day. My little uh, you know, walking over the woods and everything. Luckily, only one person saw me. Th- this kid was horrified. I was. I think it was. I was filming the scene where I'm like, you know, flipping out, having flashbacks, and this kid comes over the hill on a bike, you know, and he's. He's looking at me appropriately, like I'm batshit crazy. I'm in the middle of the woods, like having flashbacks, recording myself. Yeah. So and, you know, he's, he's within his right to to look at me like that. But so, um, you know, I filmed it, and I wanted to add effects, and I knew I couldn't do it. So my friend Noel DiMaggio is like amazing with that kind of stuff. I gave it to him, and I was like, "All right, I need Billy Joel here. I need an explosion here." Like I gave him a little rundown, and he made it like way better than I could have even imagined with the bombs blowing, you know, like the explosions, and everything. it was amazing. So it was, it was, it was just to raise the ante. You know, I wanted everybody to make a promo for the event, and I wanted everybody to get the fuck out of the car. You know, <laughs> hold your phone right and get out of the car. That's a, that's a sound bite right there. Um, I love it, man. But what else are like you involved in? You know, I'm doing my homework for this. Are you involved in a lot of like acting stuff and creative stuff? I see. Um, I think doing my homework like you're a big rock guy. They're like rock and stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm like an uh, indie hip hop head. Like I'm an old school oh, okay. rap head. I'm an indie hip hop head. Like uh, Aesop Rock. That's like my favorite MC. So like that's oh um, okay. That's that's I'm all about him. So one of the best lyricists I've found. But uh, yeah, so I love music. I love like film stuff like that. But you know, I'm trying to dabble, make my promos for people, such like that. Okay. You know. But, I got. 
do you do you play anything or do you do you sing? Do you have like a voice for singing or rapping or anything like that? Uh, I was... no, no. I'm very very musically uh not 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 inclined at all. I've I've tried the I've given the guitar like few a few attempts. I've tried the apps, I've tried the old school like Mel Bay books. It just it's it's not clicking. I'm just mu- musically I don't have it, man. That gene is not within my body. No, nah, the Mel Bay books are, are the way to go. drummer, so they have Mel Bay books for everything. Oh, it's, really? Did they? That's my. That's my. I almost came out with drumsticks on Saturday just to just to be comfortable. Like, oh, you shit. know, like that's my wheelhouse. I could do anything behind the kit. Like that's wow, my safety. All right. Seat. But you you nice. handed me that microphone chain. I was like, all right, gotta gotta you know like you said the red light goes on yeah, and you gotta go into on. that mode. Right, right, so. right. It, that smoke didn't help too. It was like coming out with that nice, that nice foggy mist. It's like you know, it was I these, did really like that. Yeah. Yeah. it was cool, right? Yeah. Oh, we had, yeah. Like we were worthy of smoke. Okay, we get smoke. Okay. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh, it's cool. cool. You want the smoke, like they say, in Nunes. Nice. But um, so Shane, I wanted to ask you, not to be cliche here, but man, how did you get your your start in the business? Like, yeah. were you a fan, or did you you know like have family in the business? Like, how did this all start for you? I was a, a fan, you know, basically, like, you know, independent mainly. Like, I don't – the majors I, I look into every so often, but, like, I've always been captivated by independent wrestling more so than anything. Just, like, uh, the realness of it and just, like, uh, I don't know, just everything about it, uh, the the hunger, the desire of the people that are, you know, it, it's, you know, like so, some way somebody would say how they love college football over the NFL. Like, you know, like that drive, that intensity, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's really – the, the hunger really inspires me so that you see a lot out of a lot of people. So I've always been a fan of just independent wrestling. I, but like I say, I'll check in on the mania. I'll check in on ricochet, you know, see how everybody's doing. But, um, yeah, I've always loved independent wrestling. And at some point I was like, I gotta, I have to participate. I can't sit here anymore and not participate. I'm sure you probably find that with the podcast. It's just, you, you reach that point where it's like, you know, I, I have this creativity juice that's like, you know, building up uh, this kinetic energy and you, ha- you have to just release it. So, you know, the, I found that the announcing was probably the best thing for me. Who, uh, who were some of your favorites on the indies? Uh, wrestler wise or? Uh, yeah, announce- wrestler wise and announcing. Uh, wrestler wise, like, you know, when I first got back into like uh, Leo Rush was like, you know, my oh, heart and soul. Like, I, I was amazed by him. Um, Sebastian Cage, you know, uh Casey Navarro, like I'm speaking, like you know, not just then, but like now, you know, as well. But uh, um, who else? Like um, Monster, you know, Lou Bruno, Meadowlands Monster, who was there, made his uh, standalone awesome. debut. But um, there's just so many to name. There's just I'm I'm a flippy guy. I I, I like my flippy stuff, man. I'm That's sorry. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm the technical guy. He's the flippy. You know, I, I love I love I love like Luchador and Cruiserweight okay. wrestling. I love the technical wrestling though. Oh, that's cool, yeah. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a definitely, fl- and now like uh, Christian Robinson, Country Christian out of CZW, like, uh, man, there's just so many, so many people that are just, uh, you know, when the scouts come and pick talent out of the indies, you, you wonder what they're looking at. Like they'll pick the guy next to the guy, but they never pick the guy. You know, like they yeah. never, they never pick the guy that they really should take. You know, or they will take him in a case of say like a Leo Rush or an ACH and. 
nauseously like mishandle him like to make you sick to your stomach to watch how they mishandle him when you know what a gem you know that these people were and like you know I, I that bothers me when they when they cherry pick talent and then it seems almost like they just take them out of the indies so like out of a, a competitive uh to re to reduce the, co the competitive nature of the indies like you know to kind of take their indie darling out and cherry pick them or another thing i find they'll take that indie guy and put him in a goofy role you know, like they'll, they'll make them that, you know, I don't want to shit on anybody, but like, you know, like they'll make them in that conga line, they'll make them come out, but almost to show like they might be a star to you, but look, look at the buffoonery that will put them in here. Like that bothers me a lot, you know, and then that guy will, you know, or, or female will, will take that as success that they've appeared where it appears that they're almost trying to slander them and like the role that they'll give them. So like that kind of bothers me like uh, also, but you know, I don't know. Sorry. Uh, no, no, not at all. That's a great point, man. You know, like I say, you know, like I'm um, obviously, you know, we use this as a platform for indie talent. You know, like we say in the business, we want to put everyone over um, because they're they're super cool with us. They're really good people for the most part. Yeah. Super talented, and uh, you know, you take uh, talents like Casey. I mean, uh, <clears throat> Casey Navarro, great, great talent. A lot of flippy stuff, which we love. He's great with the great with the kids. Great with the fans. Kid Card uh, during the whole quarantine, he checked in on me, just like, "Hey, man, how yeah, you doing?" Oh, like, awesome. he's met the world to me. Like, awesome. what a guy. Um, you know, he always takes care of us, and like, you know, he's gonna go very far. No, yeah, no he's doubt in my mind. He's right. part of the future uh, in wrestling. Guys like the rep, uh, for sure. Like, someone sure. signed them. Please, one of the best. Yeah, somehow uh, we're such big rep fans on this. Oh, on the awesome. Love that. Oh man. Um. But so we have all these guys, you know, in the same, I don't want to say room because it was outside, but the, the same community all here um, at, what is it, Willis Memorial First Aid Park uh, in Oceangate last Saturday. What did it mean to you, Shane, to be a part of this, arguably the best indie event of the year? Well, you know, like I, I don't want to seem like, you know, like I'm a cloud chaser because this was the first time that I ever met Val, right? I, I knew about Val. But, like, this is my first time meeting the Falzerano family. And, like, yeah. you could see why they're so special instantly to everybody. Like, you know, like, yeah. uh, I don't know. There's just something, like, you know, the whole family. The, the Kim, you know, Val, even little Bella. Like, they, they're all so, so respectful. And they're so, they're such a cool family. And you could tell that, like, uh, like their love for, for the, uh, the sport and for independent wrestling is just, uh, it's infectious, you know. And... That's the fuel. That is the fuel right there. Where everybody leaves their family every weekend to go do this is people like the Falzerano family, and like you, I realized that instantly. Like why they're so special to everybody. Why this day was happening and everything. So like, uh, it, was, it was just so cool to see. And Val is just full, full of just energy and just like love. Like you, yeah. you see his smile. He's so sincere. He loves them boobies too. Let's. I'm not even gonna lie. We all know that. We know that. We're, full disclosure here. <laughs> We have photographic evidence, <laughs> but they're no, they're they're amazing. It's just like what a special day that that was great oh, for so was. many reasons. The show in itself uh, was amazing, just in terms of the wrestling, the storylines, um, and then just all the heart, man. The Val chance, the you know, just it's so amazing. I'm so glad to see you there. Just again, being with you, David Adams, Ryan Peterson, right before we got up, we couldn't have been in a better like position or yeah, better really man. Like. That, that was super special, man. Nothing and, and I did want to ask weather. you this. The weather was a yes. big star, too. Yeah, the weather was, was gorgeous. Crazy. Yeah. 
It was literally perfect weather. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I said this like in a post I made uh, earlier. Like I, as I announced Cage, I you know I I kind of like raised. I was like a Cage, and as I looked up, I saw the Venus next to the Moon. I was like, you know, this is weird. I just announced Cage, and I'm looking at Venus in the sky. I'm like, this probably's not going to happen again. You got to appreciate little uh, wacky yeah. moments like that. I'm like, wow, that's pretty nuts. It's just a millisecond, but I, I I did appreciate it. I was like, wow, that's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, man. And you touched on that post, man. And let me know if I'm overstepping, man. Oh, um, cool. you, you said, you know, you've, you've been through some stuff this year. I know Nunes and I, we've been through some stuff this year. I mean, yeah. uh, even before like the whole pandemic thing and all that, you know, and, and again, a lot of people are, are going through crazy things, you know, especially in terms of health right now, we give our best to everybody. And we always say, stay safe, stay positive, you know, take mm-hmm. care of each other a hundred percent. But you had been through some stuff and I know that the uh, the community and friends and your support system, something that I've very much been through, and that includes sure. this guy, Jeremy, uh, have been there for you. Can you tell us a little bit? You don't have to go into detail. Sure. No, I will. No, bro. You know, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't going to, you know, have full yeah, disclosure, brother. So, like, uh, one morning I go to 7-Eleven in the middle of summer, right? Like, uh, 8, 9 in the morning. So, I'm going to pay for my things at the register. I'm, you know, at the register. So, here comes this guy, uh... I'm not going to get into political affiliation. I'll just, be, I'll just, I'll be good. But uh, he, he comes up, no mask. He's right next to me and everything. He's right up on top of me. So, uh, you know, this is the height of the pandemic. This is where, where everybody's like, six foot. Summer, so, yeah, that's definitely the height of it. For real, man. So this is like, you know, we were all on heightened alert at this point. Yeah. So the guy is like right on top of me. So he's got a um, like a roll of paper towels in his hand. So, like, I look over at him, and he starts punching the paper towels like he would, like, like an outfielder would punch his baseball glove. Oh, like, like when he's getting ready to for the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm like, what the fuck? So, I was like, what's up, right? So, I go to walk to, you know, my car and everything. So, this guy's out there. Now, he's now he's grilling me. He's walking to his car. So, he, he, he hits me with the, uh, you know, the homophobic slur. Then he hits me with the fat fuck, you know, the whole thing. And I was like, bro, I was like, you're you're out of your minds. So, naturally, I just, I say, go fuck yourself. That's that's where I end it, right? Yeah. yeah. Car, and I'm driving out of the uh, the lot now, 7-Eleven. about to make the right on this, uh, this street. There's a red light. So, the uh, traffic's back. So, I look to the right. And as I look to the left, here comes this fist through my window. Punches me, sucker punches me right in my face. Knocks my teeth out. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm gushing blood. So I was like, all right, we gotta handle this now. I get out of the car. He has his work truck parked there. And now that his work buddies get out of the truck. So now it's a three on one situation. I'm outside seven eleven. It's nine o'clock on like a Sunday morning. So now my, my priority is to get my mouth back in order. So I remember uh, they if you ever hear like if you get a tooth knocked out, you should put it in milk. I always heard this. Uh, I did hear that, yeah. So it, it happens to be true. So I go I go in the uh seven eleven, I grab a milk put my teeth in right now this guy is flipping out it's like world war z he's like pulling on the doors to the 7-eleven he's, he's out of his mind so he gets in his car and he winds up you know leaving leaves the scene and shit my mouth's all bloody and everything like that i have to go to the hospital i get what's called a tooth avulsion where they push your teeth back into your gums and it was like uh you know the i brought the brought the milk so the, the doctor says well you basically have a 45 minute window and we're about 40 minutes right now he goes so we got to get you know we got to get cracking so he pushes the teeth wow. back into the roots fucking hard i'm i'm holding on to the gurney like you know pushing my my pelvis towards the sky i'm like in crazy pain so yeah. Gosh. Long story short, this guy winds up getting arrested a couple weeks later. They only charge him with a misdemeanor, right? So it's the height of COVID. They arrest him. He goes to the 121 uh, precinct out on Richmond Avenue here in Staten Island. They let him go. Released on own recognizance that night. He's he's free to go. 
you, you know, he's done. You know, like he doesn't even have to spend the night in a cell. So, uh, you know, my, my friend's pretty resourceful. Matter of fact, same friend who helped me with the video. No, he uh, sends me a bunch of information. It turns out this guy uh, right down the block from me bashed a guy over the head with a shovel, bashed his hand in with a shovel. He's like he's like a chronic. He's a big problem, this guy. Right. So yeah. um, wow. he, he also later in the article, it says that he ignored uh, an order of protection and also reassaulted somebody else he had assaulted from the past. So this oh, guy's like a major problem. Right. Italiano, you know, like same like me, you know, my own people just, you know, and this guy's wandering around like a maniac, just assaulting people randomly. So it was like uh, that was the start of the summer. So let me let me just go a little bit more into the story. Uh, yeah. You know, once everything happened, one of the first people to reach out to me was Sean Donovan, right? So, uh, wow. yeah, he, he reached dude, dude, right man. out to me. And we had had some stupid shit in the past and everything like that. And, and he reached right out to me. So he was so supportive and everything. So then his bullshit happened where they tried to say that he was a bully. You know, like uh, they tried to ruin his career by calling him a bully when all he was doing is protecting the business and being, you know an old school messiah like he claims to be and everything. So mm -hmm. that's, you better believe the second that came out, I made sure that I went back and I showed him the same damn support, even though I believed in him and it wasn't just like some blind, you know, blind leading the blind, like kind of thing. I, yeah. I believed in him and I believed that, you know, he was wronged and like uh, being lumped in with a lot of like sexual predators. You know what I mean? Let's call it what it is. He got lumped in with sexual predators when all he was, was a, a tough trainer. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he was too tough, but this is a guy, you know, this is Ole Anderson stories. We used to break guys' ankles to, like, you know, get them out that day so that, you know, when he saw weakness in him and didn't want them in the business. So, like, the business has changed a lot. So, to call him a bully, like, you know, th that day I jumped out and, like, made sure that I showed him, like, the same love that he did, like, that first day after I got assaulted. So, you know. But it was crazy summer for us both. So, when I announced him the other night at Standalone... Like, I, I wanted to, like, you know, I put my my whole heart into it. So, like, he turned at one point, as I was saying, he looked at me, like, we kind of just, like, nodded. It was, like, that was, you know, that was a big-ass moment, man, because we were both on the other side of, like, a storm that we went through, you know, this summer. And here we are sharing this, you know, moment, like, you know, that was, that was sick to me that, like, you know. Like, here we are, like, you know, we're both still doing our shit, you know, this guy's gonna be like a jailbird for the rest of his life, and like a disgrace to his family, you know, uh, holding people with shovels, and like, you know, he's getting, like, wrongly, uh, you know, lumped in with people that are really heinous, that he shouldn't have, and we're both on the other side of that storm, and it was, that was a sick moment, you know what I mean, for me as an announcer, that was, that was big, you know? Yeah, well. I'm I'm glad you're well, man. That's yeah. crazy. Like, yeah. glad you're doing better, dude. I'm I'm like I get annoyed when someone says something like remark to me that's just like out of the blue. That's like uncalled for. But like for someone to just come up and like punch <clears throat> you and egg you on, like. And this guy's like an agitator. Like any anybody he runs across during his life, the same you're gonna get the same outcome over and over. You know what I mean? This this guy is not you know he's not going away. He's gonna he's gonna be that you know scourge of society. Like, he's going to court in a couple of weeks, and you know. I, this month, and I'm sure he's not going to get shit. He'll he'll be off, you know, even with the priors, you know. But Staten Island, that's it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you're good, man. That's crazy. And like again, like I can see you're still, you know, I don't know how long you've been doing this for, but I can s still see like you're very passionate about it. Like again, yeah. I'm not just thankful for like the the art and um, 
you know, the performance, but I'm thankful for the people and the humans involved that everyone we talk to, man. It's great. Um, do you ever feel like you, you get burned out on the business? It seems like your love is, is just like really, really fresh and, and there all the time. No, like not really. Like, you know, like it, there'll be points of frustration, but there's never like, you know, why am I doing this? Like some kind of like existential yeah. crisis. Like, you know, it's <laughs> like I'm always I'm always invested, you know, like there might be things that upset me or it's like the situation might suck or whatever. But one thing uh, like I have the advantage of, like, I'm not I don't have a bump card. So if there's anything that is is negative i I'm, i can outlast it you know what i mean i could just keep going and you might be gone but like i'm i might keep going so it's like i kind of i kind of uh outwit outlast kind of mentality so you know that kind of thing good for you man and um you know not to be cliche again but like you know doing the ring announcing thing you're killing it you know you've had the the special interactions with the talent you have a good reputation man i know we very much appreciate you and your advice man uh and taking us under your wing uh, but what are your what are your goals moving forward, man? Is it to be on that grandest stage of them all? Is it for that you know to be announcing at WrestleMania? Is it to you know just kind of see where this this wave takes you, man? What's what's your kind of theory here? You know, it's uh, it, the great thing about wrestling is like if you make dreams and like make goals, like you can kind of ascertain them. Like it is feasible. So like you know, like I always wanted to be a, a pro wrestling magic. Boom, I got pro wrestling magic. I always wanted to, you know, like like little things like oh, I always want to announce this guy. Now I'm announcing. It's like those little goals get met, and you keep like raising the bar a little bit. And uh, it's like I just I want to be in an arena. I, w- I would like to be in some kind of re- you know. It's it, every time I go. Uh, like West in New Jersey, always got to drive right down and look, stare at MetLife Stadium before you make that left. I think it on seventeen. So it, wherever you're going, ain't shit because it's like that giant arena, you know, just to remind you on your journey. Like, all right, you might think you're hot shit where you're going right now, but you're not in that building. So like, you know, so those little carrots in front of the donkey, like so to speak, like, you know, I, I would love to be in an arena. I would love to be at say GCW or ICW or something like that. You know, that's that's the next level. You know. I don't want to be somewhere where, like, they strip me of it. Like, you know, oh, we don't want you wearing the white gloves. We don't want you, you know, you know. Another sample. You know, so. Yeah, I get you, man. I think you said that perfectly, though, man. You get kind of riding that wave and, you know, take it one step at a time. You know, like, you know, we're sitting here like, oh, I can't believe we're talking to this person. Or I can't believe, you know, we're doing this at this event. Or I can't believe uh, we're talking to Shane Fair. You know how it is. Aww. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, can't believe uh, I'm on pop culture, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, we, we appreciate it, man. And we do want to be respectful of your time. But I did want to end it with this, man. Um, you know, you, you gave us advice before we came out on Saturday, man. And I will never forget it. Yeah, Every time very I go much out, appreciate it. Yeah, Thank man. You, just, man. you know, you guys do what you do. Go out, do the same thing, introduce your guys, you know. And, and that's what I did, man. And I very much appreciate it. Um, what advice would you have for someone who wants to get into business? Uh, more so, I guess, in terms of like the ring announcing, maybe commentary, that whole kind of field. Uh, just be respectful, you know, um, don't skip steps, you know, J- just make sure you climb the ladder rung one rung at a time, be respectful, you know, uh, collect your data, like, you know, always, you know, data is key, man, like, if you're given access, and you're given data, you better collect it, and, you know, it'll make your job easier in the future, just respect, you know, like, show people the same respect that, you know, and another thing that you hear said a lot is don't judge people by the stories you've heard about them. Judge them by your personal interactions. Love because that. the people that you've heard are the biggest scumbags might be the, the, the people who guide you and, like, you know, show you the most love, you know. Except if they're, uh, 
dropping end bombs on uh, superstars one after another and keeping charity money. But uh, you know. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <I got it. laughs> Yeah. Well, luckily there's a lot of good. Yeah, luckily there's a lot of good people still left in this business. Yeah, there sure is. Like Chad. Chad. Yeah, we know who we're talking. Mr. Chadman is being a great guy. Take care of everyone. Uh, you know, we got the I'm a Chadman as guy (laughs) sticker right here. T-shirts are available on T Public. Uh, cheap plug, but thank you, Chad, for a great event on Saturday. But more importantly, Shane, where can people follow you on social media? And do you have any eight by tens or merch? Because we need a Shane eight by ten. We definitely do. Like I have the merch, but like I just wind up giving it out. Like I'm bad like that. Oh, you gotta say like you know I send little care packs out and shit like that. Pretty soon I'm like, wait, that's everything I bought. That's all gone now. <laughs> I was supposed to make gas money off this. What happened? <laughs> But uh, you can find me uh, on uh, Instagram at World's Fair, Shane Fair on Facebook, at Shane Karma on Twitter, um, at Shane Karma on AIM, ASLP, ladies. Nice. <laughs> like it. I don't think it. there's AIM anymore. <laughs> Showing That's my awesome. age. No, hey, man, dude, we're, we're, we're going to bring it back. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll always be around to me. Yeah, yeah, there you oh, go. That's man. good. It's good. It's staying in your heart. I'm mad at you right now. But, Shane, thank you so much for a few minutes, man. Uh, this was yeah. an honor. Again, thank you for the yeah, advice, man. Thank you man. so much, man. Hope to work with you again, man. And uh, stay safe. Continued success moving forward, my man. Thank you for having me tonight, guys. I really appreciate it, man. We are not worthy. And as we always say here on the BCP, everyone, stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We are out. Peace. <laughs>